the Giants don't just beat LA, they sweep LA and they only allow four runs in the series. So we're going to break down everything that went right and where the Giants stand now next. You are Locked On Giants, your daily San Francisco Giants podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to Locked On Giants, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, where it's your team every day. My name is Ben Kaspik, and on this show, we provide daily episodes Monday through Friday, talking about the San Francisco Giants in a way that's data-driven and rational, but also simple, passionate, and accessible to all. I'm a former contributor for the baseball statistics and analysis websites Beyond the Box Score and Rotographs. I've been podcasting about the Giants since 2015, and I'm a lifelong fan. Thank you for making Locked on Giants your first listen every day. We're free and available wherever you get podcasts. Today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. And where we're going to start is, hey, how about talking about the Giants sweeping the Los Angeles Dodgers out of town? Literally one of the last things I said on Friday uh, going into this weekend series, I said, don't get swept. Just don't get swept. And (laughs) the Giants absolutely returned the favor there and swept an incredibly good Dodgers team. It's not like the Dodgers were banged up and they just managed to catch them at a good time. Look. Okay, the Pirates also swept the Dodgers not long ago. So in some ways, it's baseball and it happens. But in other ways, the Giants needed this. And they needed it in a big way. And it it's just crazy how they played some of their worst baseball of the year in that series against Colorado. And specifically, the final game of that series against Colorado, which secured the series loss against a far inferior team. And they played some miserable defense. And then they just go into this LA series. And in game one, it was just an offensive eruption. They get seven runs uh, against the Dodgers and Walker Bueller exits after only four innings. He goes on the injured list with an elbow or a forearm strain, elbow discomfort, forearm issue. And he's going to be out for a few months. So that's a big blow to them. And Jake Junis, we're going to talk about him Later, he departed with an injury. So that's kind of the one big negative takeaway from this injury. And it comes at a really bad time for him and for the team. So we'll talk about that later. But let's let's focus on the positives for now. So that was just a well-pitched game by the Giants. Giants bullpen stepped up in a major way in this series. And they came through in some incredibly clutch moments. And that's just not something that they've been able to consistently do this season. They have allowed... A high percentage of their base runners to score. They're not stranding as many guys as we would expect. And ultimately, as we w- as we still expect, will be the outcome by the end of the year. And also just the average on balls in play, converting batted balls into outs has just not happened at a rate uh, high enough. And in this series, the tables turned, the tide turned. The Giants were able to get that clutch out. They were able to make that defensive play that made a difference in a game. That's the crazy thing about baseball is it really is these like individual small moments that can completely change the course of a game. And we've talked about it many times this year in the negative direction. Like, oh, this one inning where these they just could not get that weekly hit ground ball and convert it into an out. 
over and over again, it seemed like that was happening. But in this series, that did not happen. So the bullpen, I mean, what really stands out to me is on Saturday with the bullpen, Harleen Garcia inheriting a bases loaded, nobody out situation with the Giants leading two to one, right? At that point, it was a it was a close game at that point. And the Giants, they got out of it. I mean, Harleen Garcia struck out Freddie Freeman with bases loaded, nobody out. And then he got Trey Turner to hit into a double play. It's like the ultimate, if you're a reliever, to come into a bases loaded, nobody out situation and escape it with zero runs allowed is the ultimate. And he did it. And it's not every day you're going to see that. I think if you give the Dodgers that opportunity 10 times, they might come through 10 out of 10 times. So it's more like you give it to them 100 times Look, they're going to they're going to get out of it without runs sometimes, but it's just it's not common and it was just a great job by Garcia, but at the same time, I must point out like specifically the Freddie Freeman at bat uh with the bases loaded and a full count might have been 2 to nothing Giants at the time. It was a tight game with the beef coming up and the beef for the Dodgers is better than the beef for most teams. Clearly. I mean, they've got three possible Hall of Famers, one, two, three in their lineup. It's just ridiculous. But Freeman on a 3-2 pitch chased a pitch way out of the strike zone. It wasn't even like a deceptive pitch, really. It was just a fastball down and in, way off the plate inside and down, and he swung at it. So if he takes that pitch, it could be a completely different outcome. But he swung. And even on Sunday, there was there was at least one situation as well in a big spot where a hitter, I think it was Austin Barnes came up and swung at what would have been ball four. And if he gets on there, it loads the bases for Mookie Betts in a one run game with less than two outs. And so these like critical moments went the Giants way. And it's something that we just haven't seen this year. And here's the thing. A lot of what the Giants did, my point is unsustainable. You're not going to get that big out in that spot every time, but they were owed some of that. They just haven't had that this year and they got it finally in this series. And it made a huge difference. They end up sweeping the Dodgers. And like I said, it just came at a great time for the Giants who were having trouble finding their footing this season. They were so inconsistent, couldn't consistently get that big out. And so the Giants improved to 33 and 26 with a plus 35 run differential, and now they welcome another inferior team into town in the Kansas City Royals, and then they go play the Pirates, also one of the worst teams in baseball. So the Giants, they do have to play the Atlanta Braves after that, and that's a big series because the Braves are actually kind of fighting with the Giants for playoff position in the wildcard picture. So that's a big series, four-game series in Atlanta, but then the Giants play the Reds and the Tigers, another two of the worst teams in baseball again. So relatively speaking, it's a soft schedule in the month of June and the Giants need to take advantage. And they didn't against the Rockies, but sweeping the Dodgers just makes up for that and then some. So coming up next, we're going to talk a little bit more about this game, but I also want to talk about uh, Jacob Junis going down with an injury, the severity of the injury, and just a lot of injury updates for the Giants. Some good, some not so good. So we'll get into that in just a minute. But first, our next partner has a product that I use literally every day. I started taking AG1 because I wanted to see what all the hype was about. So what is this stuff? With one delicious scoop of AG1, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, 
whole food sourced superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start your day right. This special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, nervous system, immune system, energy, recovery, focus, and aging, all of the things. It's lifestyle friendly as well, whether you eat keto, paleo, vegan, dairy-free, or gluten-free, and importantly to me, contains less than one gram of sugar. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop in a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash mlbnetwork. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash MLB network to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. All right, as promised, I want to talk a little bit more about some of the specifics of how the Giants were able to win this game and then also give you plenty of injury updates as well. It's a long list and Jacob Junis going down in the middle of his start or towards the end of his start was really tough to see and it's a it's a big blow for him personally and for the team. The Ultimate NBA Mock Draft starts June 16th with over 50 insiders. Nothing equals the Ultimate NBA Mock Draft. The Locked On NBA Big Board Draft Experts plus the Odyssey Insiders. First pick is June 16th. Search Ultimate NBA Mock Draft and follow now so you don't miss a pick. All right. So, yeah, I want to talk about some specifics of the game. How about Carlos Rodon on Sunday? He was just fantastic back to his dominant self that we saw for much of the beginning of the year. But then he really did think it started with that game against the Cardinals on Sunday Night Baseball when he just got hit around and came out early. He just wasn't able to get back to that old form. He was out of whack. The velocity was down a little bit. For him, down is like, oh, he's throwing 94. But when he's at his best, he's touching 100. He's 98, 99, 100. 97 to 100 is where he sits when he's at his best. And that's what he was yesterday against the Dodgers. Picked up eight strikeouts, only two hits allowed, went six innings, was more efficient than he has been recently. That's been another issue. When the velocity's down a little bit and the swing and miss isn't there as much, Guys foul off pitches, and he runs the pitch count up, and his command wasn't great during that stretch. But he got back on track in a major way in this game yesterday against L.A. So that was very refreshing to see. They they need him to step up. And, I mean, ultimately looking down the road, if you do make the playoffs, and I'm assuming, which a lot of you don't probably want to assume, but I, assume, I would have assumed this before the season. And given that they're... Now only three and a half back, but we're six and a half back entering the series with LA. So the Giants made a big move there to put themselves back in the race in the division. But just thinking that you probably perhaps end up in a best of three playoff series if you do make the postseason, uh, that's the new format. Only two teams in the league don't have to play in a best of three, and that's the top two division winners in the league. And they get a bye for that first round. But if you don't get the bye, and the only way the Giants would get the bye is if they finished in first and have one of the best two records among division winners in the league. Would have happened last year? It's just not likely. It never was likely to be the case this year. 
could happen. But anyway, best of three, Carlos Rodon is going to be super significant in that type of setting. And so to have him at his best and pitching well at the end of the year is just going to be critical. So it's good to see that he can kind of get back on track even when things go a little bit haywire for a stretch. And of course, then you've got other starting pitchers in the mix as well. And that's that's the thing. We expected the starting pitching to be a real strength for the Giants in 2022. And it's been inconsistent, just like the team at large. But I still have a lot of belief that Rodon, Webb, uh, Cobb, I'm very high on him improving when he comes back from the injured list. Di Sclafani in the mix, Wood, Junis, Boyd, they've got the pieces and it's going to be about who's pitching great at the time, Who's who are their best pitchers at the time. And that's something to worry about down the road, but you got to get there first. And th- these guys are also going to be a huge part of getting there, as is the bullpen. And I just have to give a shout out. It wasn't just Harleen Garcia, Camilo Duvall did a high wire act and escaped some very dangerous situations. Got Mookie Betts, another three, two pitch out of the strike zone. That in some ways is just good fortune, right? Because a lot of the times, a lot of the time, good teams, good patient teams like the Dodgers, they're not going to chase those pitches. And those are like runs being scored and you don't get the out. And now somebody else is coming up and completely changes things, but they got chases in big full count pitches over the weekend. And, and it was clutch. Dom Leon, good showing, very uh, passionate on the mound. John Brebia had some good showing. Sam Law, I mean, they had a bullpen game in the second game of the series against Clayton Kershaw, and the Giants came out on top. Austin Wins has been great uh, in, in his brief Giants career. I mean, great is a little bit, he's been very good. He's been making contact and getting some hits and solid defensively as well. Tyro Estrada with a big home run against Kershaw. Austin Slater and Mike Yastrzemski first inning homers against Julio Urias, and that held up. That was the final score, two to nothing on Sunday. Darren Ruff had a couple of homers. So that's the thing, too. A lot of this season, I've been thinking, you know, last year, a narrative among not me, but some, I guess, was that the Giants are too reliant on the home run, which is ridiculous. And actually, in the playoffs, People say, oh, you can't rely on homers in the playoffs because the pitching is so good. Well, actually, the the evidence is that home runs are even more important in the playoffs. If you don't hit homers in the playoffs, you're not going to win is basically how it goes. And so the Giants, the, here's the thing. The Giants were like going through stretches where they weren't consistently scoring a lot of runs. And I was thinking I'd much rather have the problem of being too reliant on home runs right about right about now than go through not hitting them. It's always better to hit homers. It's just the single best offensive thing you can do is to hit a home run. And no surprise, like the Giants got home runs in each and every one of these games and they won all three. And so hitting homers often leads to wins, including against good pitching teams like the Dodgers. So just another example of how that narrative is insane. There's never, it's never a bad thing to hit a home run, never. So anyway, there was also Jock Peterson. They intentionally walked Wilmer Flores to bring up Peterson in a left-on-left matchup. And of course, Peterson, the former Dodger, uh, it was a little bit, there was a little bit extra there. The fact that they were intentionally walking a hitter to get to Peterson, I would imagine was a little bit more personal than it might have been if it if it was some other team. And Peterson got a big hit against that left-handed pitcher that changed that game on Friday. So 
that was just great to see. It was just the floodgates open. The Giants played some good baseball, some clutch baseball. Uh, the only real negative for me was to see Jacob Junis go down in a heap in the game on Friday. He was cruising along. He was into the sixth inning. He had allowed only two runs. The Giants had a significant lead. It was six to two at that point. Like they could have taken him out, but they didn't. And he, and they shouldn't have. It wasn't like he needed to be taken out. And it's bad in so many different ways. It's bad for him personally. It's bad for the team. He was pitching so well. He's just a very, I've learned, I didn't really know anything about him as a, on a personal level, but just kind of seeing the way he is uh, personality-wise, he's just a very chill, calm, relaxed, kind of good guy to have around and, and was just deserving of the opportunity he was running with and was really breaking out as a real solid contributor and not just solid, but like good contributor in an unorthodox way too with all the sliders he throws over 50 percent sliders as a starting pitcher it's very unusual but so he was establishing himself as a guy you kind of have to just stick in your rotation even if you have guys coming back like Anthony DiSclefani you kind of don't take Junis out of the rhythm he's been in he had a 2.63 ERA updated during this outing but then he went down in a heap in that sixth inning and it ends up being a grade two hamstring strain and the recovery time is four to eight weeks so he's going to be out for a while and we might not see him until uh august right and so that's that just stinks and you never know if he's going to be able to regain that form right away or if they're going to have a full rotation and he doesn't even necessarily crack it right away here's the thing he can be brought back in 2023 as well so it's not like a one and he's gonna get his shot to come back and reestablish himself but what makes it even worse we're gonna save that for just in a minute there's something about this that makes it much worse on a personal level for him and so we're gonna get into that in just a second but first BetOnline.net is your number one source for all your betting stats and sports info. Find all the latest sports developments, news and odds, including this year's basketball championship matchup. We said on the last time we talked about this that the Warriors need to get back into the series. And my goodness, did they do it in a major way. Friday was just such a great day for Bay Area sports. Warriors even up the NBA Finals. Giants beat the Dodgers in a, in a you know, not quite a blowout, but a, an easy victory over Los Angeles. Great day for Bay Area Sports. So you can check out all the new updated odds and info on the NBA Finals, NHL Hockey Conference Finals, Major League Baseball, and of course, the latest fighting news from MMA and UFC to boxing. Bet Online is your continued source for all your sporting wagering information, including live betting, esports, and more. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. Bet Online, it's where the game starts. All right, as promised, we're going to talk about why this Jacob Junis injury is even more damaging to him personally than it might even seem on the surface. There's some there's another element to this. And then we're going to talk about some more injury updates as well, some good. So we're not just going to dwell on people who are hurt, although there was there was a setback and there's some guys getting closer, so we'll get into all of that in just a second. About Junis the thing that makes it even worse is that guess who's coming into town, right? We know. We talked about it already. The Kansas City Royals. Why does that matter? Well, the Royals are the team 
with whom Junis spent his entire career before coming to the Giants. And how did he end up with the Giants? Well, the Royals non-tendered him. Okay, so he was a part of the Royals organization since 2012, 2011, actually, when he was drafted in the 29th round, the 876th pick overall in the draft, fifth pick of the 29th round by the Royals, played his first professional baseball with them in 2012. And so, my goodness, that's a long time. He's been in, he was in their organization for pretty much 10 years. And he pitched at the major league level in 17, 18, 19, 20, and 21. And they non-tendered him, even though his predicted contract had to be somewhere around $2 million or less, which is ultimately what the Giants signed him for, $1.75 million. So the Royals, this is like a broader story. The Royals are not good at developing pitchers. It's kind of come out as a major theme with that organization, their inability to develop pitchers. Well, the Giants saw something in Junis that the Royals didn't see. And so for him, he was going to make a start in that series. I think in the third game of the series, he would be lined up. One of the last couple games in the series, he would be lined up to pitch against his former team. And you would have the whole story, right? Like they would, they would see that he's pitching. It wouldn't just be like, oh, Junis is pitching against his old team. It would be Junis is pitching against his old team and look how well he's doing. And he would have gone into that game with a 2.63 ERA as a starting pitcher in about 50 innings, which is just something he was not able to do with Kansas City with any kind of consistency at all. I mean, I don't have his Kansas City career numbers pulled up, but even counting this season, Junis has a career 4.63 ERA. So he's obviously pitching much better. And we talked about the pitch usage. He wasn't always a guy who threw sliders 55% of the time. They had him throwing a four-seam fastball. And the Giants, frankly, said to him, and he said this to uh, when he was being interviewed on TV, the Giants said, look, we don't like your four-seam fastball. Or, or just like, we don't want you to throw the four-seam fastball. It's just not a good pitch. It doesn't play in the zone, it doesn't play out of the zone. It just doesn't, it's not a good pitch and don't throw it anymore. So they just want him focusing on the slider. Clearly, they think that's the best pitch because he throws it a lot. And the sinker and the changeup. Sinker is a fastball, but it's a moving fastball that has arm side run into a right handed batter as a right handed pitcher and sinks down. And so they, he throws that, the changeup, and the slider. And the Royals didn't see that those were, that was the mix that was kind of better. And so he would have had this opportunity to pitch in front of his old team and just see the difference. And we could have talked about it. And, you know, the Royals fans watching, it would have just been a big deal to him. And so for him to get injured right before this series is just heartbreaking to me uh, for him personally. So that's just a part of the story. Sadly, really unfortunate timing in so many different ways. So we won't get that opportunity. Hopefully they talk about him a little bit. Hopefully he's in the dugout and they can make that point. But kind of on a, a human side, I just I'm I'm sure he would have liked to have that opportunity. So anyway, some some other injury updates. Anthony DiSclefani, Tony DiSclefani, made his first rehab start for AAA Sacramento on Saturday, and he threw three scoreless innings on 41 pitches. 
He's been out since April 22nd with right ankle inflammation, and he's eligible to return from the 60-day injured list on June 21st. And we've talked about how these things often have a way of working themselves out, and it may have just happened with Junis going on the IL. So the Giants are going to have to cover for Junis and Cobb, who are currently out, but Cobb may be able to return in the first series of the upcoming road trip, which starts after this series against the Royals. And Di Sclafani wouldn't be far behind that. June 21st is against the Braves. So that would be the series after the Pirates. So to, if they can get uh, Cobb and Di Sclafani back within the next week, like June 21st is just a week from Tuesday, that would just be great news. So it's, it is fantastic that Di Sclafani is out there rehabbing. Giants, by the way, they called up Elliot Ramos. Not sure how long that will last. They called him up because Kershaw was starting. Or was it Urias? Or was it both? I think it was both. I think he started both days against the left-handed starters. But if they're not projected to face a bunch of lefties coming up, they may make another move and Ramos could be sent down. Longoria dealing with left hamstring tightness hasn't been starting. Listella dealing with back tightness hasn't been starting, but these guys are day-to-day. Brandon Belt is uh, what is Brandon Belt doing? He's been sidelined since May 22nd is and is continuing to ramp up baseball activities and could return against the Royals. So Brandon Belt, that's a big deal. I mean, Belt coming back and just being productive is a big deal. And so hopefully he can come back for this series against the Royals. That would be great. Lamont Wade Jr. unfortunately had a setback. He was about to start a rehab assignment dealing with this left knee inflammation. He had been getting like artificial cushioning injections into the knee. It doesn't sound like a great thing with that knee. But then he experienced left hamstring tightness uh, that made them halt his rehab assignment that he was supposed to start. So that's not good. He's going to be reevaluated today on June 13th. But it's just been a long line of issues this year for Lamont Wade Jr., and that is unfortunate. And I would expect it's going to be a little while because they're going to be cautious with this. So there's some other injury updates, but nobody is imminent. Boyd and Duggar. Duggar is not eligible to come back until June 22nd, and he could be optioned anyway. Matthew Boyd scheduled to throw live BP today on June 13th. So that is all the time we have for today. Thanks again for making Locked on Giants your first listen today. Now make your second listen the Locked on MLB podcast. MLB expert Paul Francis Sullivan brings humor, passion, and unique perspective on every team and the biggest stories around the league. Follow the number one daily league-wide podcast Locked on MLB on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get podcasts. Once again, my name is Ben Kaspik. Check me out on Twitter at Ben Kaspik, K-A-S-P-I-C-K. If you like this show, please hit that thumbs up button or that five-star button, whatever you can do. Uh, It is much appreciated. So thank you in advance. And thank you to everyone who's done so already. I can't wait to be with you again tomorrow. Alex Wood on the mound against Brady Singer tonight, right-handed pitcher, so expect that left-handed lineup. So we'll break it all down tomorrow on Lockdown Giants, where it's your team every day.